Showtime. Hello. Welcome back to OP is OP. The podcast where we crap actually the outro. Where we <laughs> That's only gonna be on the stream though. <laughs> go through the One Piece universe, front to back. I, as always, am the super veteran and tier master, Justin, joined as always by my co-host, the camera shy Jacob. Hello guys, we are in incredibly professional what we do here <laughs> totally super good at and, streaming as you can tell oh hell yeah attempt number two we're totally not gonna blame the internet provider spectrum and fuck that <laughs> from last week but you know what second time's better we understand more we got in the one yeah. piece favor one piece mood especially because in the manga things are finally fucking wrapping up so it's extra exciting for us because knock we do this don't don't yeah. tease yourself again <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. Presumably, Wano then. is going to wrap up soon. Supposedly, yes. We're, uh, we're actually well, kind of banking on it, because we're planning on doing our Wano episode, act, or starting Act 3 for our next episode. Oh, absolutely. Um, If not, then, well, then we can go, well, it's 95% done. Right. Because there's a, there's a chance that Oda might do, a, like, a Dress Rosa thing, where post-Dress Rosa is a part of the Dress Rosa arc yeah. in the uh, official compilation, so... For all we know, Act 3 is like that, too. Or there but could be an Act 4 them. that acts as a post-Wano, kind of, even. Yeah. what I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for Act 4 to be the post-Wano, and so 1053 is going to have Act 3 curtains closed, and I then me so. and Justin can go, oh, okay, Act 3, we can finally do it so full, we can cover it finally without like going like, oh, we kind of broke yeah. our own personal morals where we're not doing a full arc, but for now. However, for now, we're yeah. jumping the gun but here. Today, we're time for Wado. what are we doing today? today? We are doing a special stream tier list of right. looking back on all the arcs. We did this a little bit with our Return to Shibodi episode because that was like five chapters, I think. And we did like a pre time skip list of like favorite arcs, favorite characters, yeah. villains. This one, there's so much arc, so much content going around. We're just going to look at all of them. We have a tier list. Justin's going to be okay. the tier master, as we mentioned the names. And we're just going to have a quick discussion on each and every one. Maybe even a yeah. long one if it's like bringing up some spicy stuff, maybe some fond memories, maybe some bad memories. I, I always over talk One Piece, but I'll, we will try to keep it a somewhat short on each arc. I thought I was the over talker problem. Or at least <laughs> early in the podcast it was. You had bad influence on me. Because <laughs> all our park was two and a half fucking hours, and that's a 25 chapter arc. <laughs> and I don't regret it at all. I, I don't either. But it's worth um, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's see if we can repeat that this time or if we'll keep it short and sweet <laughs> this time. Okay. All right. What's first on the list? So we are not going in any particular order. We just have a random list, as video watchers can see here. But for our audio listeners, first up is Drum Island. First island arc to be ranked. Drum Island. Gosh. So we rewatched this a, in movie form, right? The, uh, right. Uh, the, the, the Will of the D Plus. The, the Chopper Plus. Um, yeah. yeah. And. I want to say, I want to say solid B, uh, on a gut instinct, solid B tier. Because I'm thinking like, in, not like compared to other shonen arcs. I'm thinking about purely One Piece Just, arcs. Yeah, right? how it feels. Yeah, and I still think it's above middle. Like it's yeah. a solid B. I have no yeah. bad memories of this arc at I, all. I'm gonna agree with that. I I couldn't 
justify putting it lower than B, but it's not quite yeah. good enough to be A. That's yeah, how I like about I, because I'm thinking of the villain, right? The villain, I personally do like the villain, but I also understand he's a low tier villain. He's so kind of funny. He's got some really good comedic still, scenes. He's still sticking around too, and he's probably going to be back. Funny. Yeah, and then he was a joke in this cameo for Stampede. I think he had like one or two lines. That was it. As mm-hmm. oh, that pyre in the background over there, and everyone's like, "Introduce us for real." And the movie's like, "We don't care." And then even in Chopper Plus movie, they spiced it up by giving him a brother. And then the brother was the actual main fight against Luffy, whereas Wapple and the brother were the fight yeah, against Chopper. that was uh, a cool Chopper. fight, too. It was. But I think, yeah, so ultimately that arc was just really good overall. That focus on Chopper, the backstory with Hiraluk, uh, Kiraha, Kira. Um, sorry if I mispronounced <laughs> character names. Um <laughs> God, I hope that live-action One Piece, if it gets that far, I really hope Jamie Lee Curtis plays as Kira. She's expressed it, interest in playing that character. It would be a crime for her <laughs> to not. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, oh, I think man. we can agree that that's, that's about a B. Which, by the way, we are... This is a joint tier list, so we're going to try and agree on placing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, solid B for both of us, right? Solid B? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like and as we go cool on, it, there's really strong yeah. moments, but the arc as itself just isn't, it doesn't really hit like, a, you know, let's say an Arlong Park or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, as we go on as well, like as we start filling in the categories and we realize, oh, you know what? We probably, we have like 12 arcs in the B tier. Let's separate them. Now we can like dissect it further because yeah. we now, you know, we understand like there's all like these mid tier. Yeah, we, we might do some shifting towards them at the end. Yeah, but I think I, we can confidently say Drum Island is a safe B. It's not A, it's not definitely not C. It's like maybe upper B, but it's not it's not A. I don't think so. Yeah. So, yeah, Drum Island, E2. Okay, next up, Jaya. Jaya, Jaya, Jaya. Um, good background introduction to the Explorer. You had an interesting right, uh, dynamic freaking. with... Interesting dynamic with Luffy, like, showing off, like, what he's learned from Shanks, right? And not fighting back against those, like, beneath him. Not yeah. worth it, like, for his ideology. But I'm also conflicted because I'm just, like, it's not like he's, like, throwing beer in your face. It's like he's clobbering your teeth out and your yeah. friend's teeth out. It was a little so, much, maybe. A little much, yeah. However, it's also our introduction to Blackbeard and the ultimate villains of One Piece. Or one right. of the ultimate villains, I should say. Um, Definitely the most also, intriguing villain in One Piece. Oh, absolutely. We're still waiting for that dude to make his move. Still waiting, what, 20 years later almost. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked the the beginning of Jaya, right? They were, they were uh, scuba diving, right? To get some treasure, and that's when they discovered, yeah. like, possibilities of what's going on, because the ship fell from the sky. And they there saw was even the, kind of the, the foreshadowing of Sanji's backstory in that arc. When he saw the portrait oh. of that lady that looked a little bit like his mom. A little bit, yeah. And then he dropped the line of uh, a little hint, right? Where he's like, oh, I, I knew the story from uh, West yeah, Blue. And, and, and like, it was revealed I, that he was born in the, the North Blue here. North Blue, West Blue. And then like, Man, someone yeah, else made the connection. He was totally like, prepping that, right? Yeah. And then the 
the one thing that got me really excited, which ultimately ended up not being as big, was the shadowy figures right at the beginning of the arc. Where I'm like, that's fucking Cthulhu and oh, his yeah. two brothers right there. <laughs> it ends up just being like a, a reflection of the sun when we were at a certain right, point in Sky the Shadow Show. of the, the Champions. Yeah. But you know what? It's still a great panel. You had the great oh, yeah. the build up where all the characters are looking up doing like it was the reaction cool, shots. <laughs> it was a cool mystery too. Mystery to like front to when you finally understand how it worked at the end of Skypea with Luffy's shadow. It was just cool. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you yeah. don't get that payoff here in Jaya. You get it later, but mm-hmm. there's also the payoff as well. With and there's like, also just a punch in the face to Bellamy. <laughs> now I'll say the, the payoff. Yeah, where Love Bellamy, that. the fucking Disney high school bully, that right? Is a, where still it's still a top like, three punch for me. I think as far as single hits, top three. Do you do you still like the that Bellamy punch better than the Dress Rosa punch? I think this one's still better, personally. Yeah, for one. sure. Yeah, definitely. I just, mm-hmm. I kind of wish that Bellamy had had that fist imprinted on his cheek for the rest of his life. I was a little disappointed yeah, I was when kinda, he didn't, when I'll, we saw him later. Yeah, like, what did, what did Doflamingo pay your surgery so you can get yeah, that? Yeah, I wanted like, his bone structure, <laughs> like, reshaped. Yeah, especially because his arc in Dresrosa was that he actually somewhat respected Luffy for actually fighting him on it like as a respectable level where it's like he didn't hold back rather than like treat him like a pawn like Doflamingo did so I would think he would keep that print in his head where it's just like yeah yeah it's you know it's it hurts but it's also a reminder you know that there are gonna be people above me in some way or another right yeah Bellamy is just he's a strange character like we're talking about villains right with Wapple being a low-tier villain right Bellamy is also a low-tier villain but now it's like is he like a straw hat alliance I think Bellamy as far as where he's started and where he's come now, I feel like there is room for me to like him by the end. If he's yeah, played but all... right in this final saga. Yeah, there is room, but it's also like on the priority list of like what I want Oda to I, accomplish I don't with One Piece. I care for him right now. Though. Yeah, it's it's very low. Yeah, where it's just like, here are all the Straw Hat stuff. Here's the Elbaf stuff. Here's yeah. the Poneglyph stuff. Or sorry, swap that. And then you have at the bottom, bottom, there's this, like, something with Bellamy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> right. but it's like, but hey, you know, Oda can surprise us. Who the fuck knows? I'm sure so, he'll have a chapter, you know, where he does his thing. Yeah. There was also the very end of Jaya that was just really fucking fun, where they the Mary Go flies, right? Yeah. It goes up the upstream, and it was really great. And then the conclusion to the arc was just them flying up into the yeah, air. Yeah, really great Nami and, moment in there. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking and, it's actually a low B, I can say that. Like mid, uh, maybe. I, I was thinking high C because it was still a setup arc where you know the the main main course was Skypia. Yeah, but so that's what I'm just thinking. Like maybe high C, low B. I'm thinking C for now that's because I wouldn't cool. say it's equal with Drum Island. Just on that regard, that's of like Jaya <laughs> that's true. Arc. All right, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. down with that. Let's put it C. So C for Jaya C for now, and coincidentally, yeah, Skypia is next. Ooh. The most non-controversial arc in One Piece, correct? If I recall, <laughs> yeah, totally. Everyone universally likes this arc. Mm-hmm. No, there's no memes about skipping it. There's yeah. no weird things about people thinking it's filler. Totally essential. Um, Everyone agree. So I remember the beginning being a little slow with the setup. The intrigue and fun was there, but it took a little while. Like the I remember first the first few chapters are, thought, are okay. On the beach, yeah. that pops off pretty quickly. But when they get into the the jungle or the forest, whatever you want to call it, man, mm-hmm. that's the part that really, really goes. Yeah. So that first officer fight, right? Where um, I forget 
what the officer's name was, like the round one, I think, with the glasses, like the Ozzy Osbourne glasses, I think. Um, everything before that point was mixed, right? Where I'm like, I love the way the way for introduction, how hilarious Luffy was when that he was, was cool. jealous <laughs> that Nami yeah. could ride a waiver, and he's just like. Yo, we're leaving. Get the hell off. You're not watching. Don't do that. No one thinks it's yeah. cool anymore. <laughs> I always appreciate getting those little moments at the beginning or end or even in the middle, which is rare. But for the Straw Hats, it's just chill. Yeah. And basically, uh, I mentioned the waiver, but ultimately, <laughs> the, the introduction to the dial technology and how that culture just developed this strange yeah. thing that can absorb energy and convert it to something else was so fascinating for me that made it unique. Um, also just like the, the cultures, right. Where you had like the, the gods, the self-proclaimed gods, right. Especially Enaru, who is, I can't tell if Enaru is like an A tier villain or like a low C. <laughs> there's like, there's no gap, right. He's either, he's a really good villain or you're just like, ultimately he's kind of just there, but ultimately, but I also have to remember he destroyed the island. He brought on the lightning storm because he pulled a homelander and was like, Fuck all of y'all. If no one loves me, then no one can live. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> we're both bring in it all agreement down. that Skypea is basically the whole story of One Piece in Micro. Almost essentially. So, I want to say, despite the blunders, though, of like the pacing problems, it does find its footing when Man, the action starts. That climax and conclusion just hits. They yeah, hit some of I the were... hardest hitting conclusions, I think, in the whole series. Not to mention one of the best reaction faces in One Piece. We got oh, the Enaru, top, yeah, right? Yeah, easily like top three. <laughs> we could have a tier list of One Piece arcs. We should have had one, a tier list of reaction faces. <laughs> and then the Enaru here. Um, and ultimately, like, I was reminded when we covered the, the G8 arc, um, they had a callback to Skype, yeah, because it was right after it, mm -hmm. where Nami was on the waiver writing Luffy up to the climax, right? And then yeah. Skype, it was, that's what happened, where she drove Luffy all the way to the top, and then he knocked out Inaru against the bell, the final thing yeah. that, oh! And the whole backstory with, um, what's the, uh, what's his name? Nolan the liar. and... Nolan, yes, thank you. Uh, I forget the other guy's name, it wasn't Calgro. The warrior. Calgro's the current day warrior, right? Yeah, that's one of the best mm -hmm. backstories in Video One Piece, and I'm like, they're like, they're not connected with the Straw Hats at all, but I love these two! <laughs> and the friendship they formed, because it's like, it never ever happened like that in real life but in this case it was so great and so touching and then it just ends in a tragedy unfortunately but mm -hmm. then luffy comes in gets the bell rings it you get the shadow display that, and it's just uh, that's like one it of the all best comes together in one piece when he smacks enaru into the bell and you get the shadow which is also the reveal of what the shadows were right when you see mm -hmm. you see Luffy's shadow like on the skies in that just phenomenally, I guess just Luffy pose. You know he's in the air, mm -hmm. his legs are out, he's so joyful and happy. And then the cricket, I think is his name, sees it from below. That just, as I said, a few, I mean, yes. few conclusions hit harder than that. We also got some uh, help from the chat that yes, Calgara is the name of the warrior. Thank you. So Calgara and Nolan. Um, I'm gonna say like. Despite the troubles, I do feel like if I go back to Skypea, I'm not going to skim it. I think I did mention that when in a recording where I'm like, I'm probably going to skim a little bit because there's some padded out parts. But I'm thinking back on it, I only know the good parts. Like, I will also say the that problems. there is just, uh, when we were reading it, I think we did it in within a week. So we're kind of rushed. But when you can just enjoy, it is pretty fun. Just 
you get to hang out with the Straw Hats and kind of just chill in the beginning. And I do think that I like the pairings there. You got to see uh, Sanji, Usopp, and Luffy, which was pretty unusual. Chopper. Right. I, I, it was just it's I fun, remember. But it's, it, you know, when you're trying to see what's going on, you're like, wow, not a lot's happening here. There was, it was also, I think, the only arc where I think Sanji gets one shot in and he's just like pushed yeah. off to the side for the. Because this is still the beginning where like char- some characters are focused on much more than others. And then Sanji was just like, no, he's out of his, his element, right? He's a melee fighter. And then we have a person who literally summons lightning. Yeah. So he's going to knock you out. I, I think um, Zoro got one shot by that at some point as well, right? And Usopp definitely but, did. But at least Zoro made it to the end. He was one of like the ma- the last yeah. fighters that confronted Enru. Uh, he and Robin. Robin was still not officially a part of the crew yet. I mean, but yeah, that's pretty messed up for Enru to take out Sanji himself. <laughs> when, <laughs> just whatever. Just like, and wipe it out. But yeah, as... Propolger in the chat's reminding us, yeah, that final punch against Enru is definitely yeah, god tier. Um, I think the pacing at the beginning prevents me from saying this is an S tier arc. Um, but I will say I solid was, A. Yeah, I think high A or low S for sure. I, I can't put it lower. It's just it hits too hard it's, as a whole. It's definitely not lower than A. I will also say, um, we'll we're jumping a ahead a little that. bit, but I will also say Wano definitely makes Skypia also feel much more impactful as well. True. Because I remember a problem for a lot of people, uh, but what you're telling me as well was Skypia feels like its own thing, like literally because it's a, a sky, an island in the sky, where it's like it's away from the Grand Line, it's away from the plot. But now it's like there's a lot of stuff that Skypia is now setting up that's led all the way to Wano, all yeah. the way to Zhao. So now it's cemented as like a solid A tier uh, arc, where like even if you don't think it was that good, its Kids importance cannot be ignored. Do not skip stuff. <laughs> uh, to be fair, everyone got one shot by Enru. That is not true. Luffy didn't get one shot. <laughs> he he took it like a champ. Yeah, <laughs> almost everyone did. Actually, Enru was Nami just a whole other level of. Yeah, she did. I think Nami deflected a bolt. Yeah, yeah, that was like one of the things where I was just like, oh shit. And yeah, that's Nami all was I not was among a... the people that was one shot, right? I was disappointed though because she deflected the shot, but then that's it. And then it never after came that back. was just yeah, it never came back around. Yeah. Because I'm just here going, dude, she's got like the storm from X-Men in the yeah. form of a baton. <laughs> yeah. Oda, please that just was... have her use it more yeah, often. That really could have been her moment. Or she could have had uh, a moment. One of these days. One of these days I'll get my awesome she'll, she'll get storm moment. She has she I had was hoping... moments lately, I mean, relatively. I... I was hoping for a great moment in one of the movies, and we had like at least three different times where Nami could have pulled an <laughs> yeah. awesome climb attack moment, and then the movie's like, nah, just goons, just goons. The climb attack made like, like a grand total of, I think, like two appearances in all the movies, right? I Yeah, I think that it first appeared in movie seven, which is one of the worst movies, and then you we see it actually used efficiently in gold. Gold, yeah. Yeah, and then I think in one split scene in Stampede. Oh, crazy! Basically, Toei, yeah, Toei uses hers for fan service, not for action, unfortunately. But yeah, Skype, yeah, solid A. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> next one I'm gonna say is definitely not an A. We got Davy back fight. Right. <laughs> that is S tier. What are you talking about? That is, Just A for Afro Luffy. <laughs> like Aokiji oh. appearing is great. That part is great. The last what a, two a chapters, <laughs> but everything uh, else. 
Okay, so separate like the said, rest. Okay, separate separate the rest of the art. The last two chapters, what would they be? Would that be B A like tier? Yeah, alone. That's pretty good. B? It's a good setup. Okay, so in that case, then it should be at least a low, uh, at most a, a C for you because I'm guessing it's a D art because it's filler. Let's be honest. And, and uh, but that moment, those two chapters though, really fucking good setup for what's to come. There's the two chapters before Water Seven. Yeah, I remember liking it more than I used to on read. Mm. It's not, still not the best art, though, and not even among the best. It's it's not, it's not. Yeah, because I had a lot of fun with the arc reading it because uh, I had a lot of warnings preemptively that, hey, this arc, it's probably going to suck. Yeah. Lower your expectations. And so my expectations were like little to nothing. I'm expecting like bleach level filler, right? I'm expecting like. Give me the dog yeah, shit. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. Deal. I'm ready. I'm ready for a shitty week. I'm gonna rip on this arc, and I'm reading them like, "This is actually kind of fun." What are you yeah. guys talking about? <laughs> now, is it important in the long scheme of things? Hell no. Last few no. chapters are, yeah, but everything else, no. But did I like Foxy? Yeah. Is he a high tier villain? No. But he does his job. His crew does his job. Um. And plus, that fight between him and Luffy is, in fact, pretty good, right? It's pretty clever with his powers. It's situational, but you use the mirrors. We get the aesthetic of Luffy in his afro, and it's just really entertaining. It's fun. You You also get a little rare moment where Zoro and Sanji actually drop the rivalry for just 10 seconds, and that's enough for them to kick some serious fucking ass and remind everyone, you guys are filler pirates, okay? <laughs> you guys aren't real. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say, unfortunately, though, because I'm thinking of, again, in One Piece terms. One it Piece feels arc. wrong to put it with Jaya, but <laughs> it's just yeah. so close right I'm now. Think, so okay. No, but I'm, I was going to say, though, because I'm comparing it, yeah, with Jaya and everything, I will say it's a high D, ultimately. I still personally like it, but I, I also like understand <laughs> I'm also just like, it's also just, you know, like we said, those last two chapters are important and really good and tense. But, but they're, you can't they're have effectively it. part of the next saga. Yeah, let's be honest. It really is. It's because you help you have a uh, water seven in lobby post in lobby. But then unofficially, you have a uh, pre water seven. Those two chapters. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, right. and then uh, Davy fight back is the uh, I think was it like 15, 17 chapters total. So Something it's like, like the that. 15. Yeah, and so in that case, it's still it's still a D tier. Um, if the manga had a filler arc, it would be David Fight Back. It's still fun though. It's still fun. Yeah. Speaking of Eddie's lobby, posting his lobby is next. How do we want? To okay, so this? are we? Are we? We're gonna cheat, right? We agreed pre-recording. We're gonna cheat yeah, on I, this one. Yeah, I, I address what uh what I'm gonna do. There, I just can't yeah. separate this saga of Water Seven Eddie's lobby post Eddie's lobby, and agreed. we pretty much agreed that they're inextricable. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm using that word correct. Tell me. <laughs> but I mean, they're intertwined in that I don't want to separate them, and I'm just going to... Obviously, they're all going in S tier. So. Yeah, I, I oh, can't see the stream right now, but I'm assuming you're looking for those three boxes, and oh, you're dragging all those suckers, all the S tier. <laughs> um, there's a reason why episode one of Water 7 is five chapters, I think, but it was an hour and a half, hour long episode. Yeah. We were just going, look how fucking awesome this place is. <laughs> Part two of Water Seven, man. Like the next ten hours. chapters, this drama between Usopp and Luffy 
and the chemistry of the Straw Hats, the integrity of the crew, it's all falling apart. Everything that's happening in Water Seven is just... Yeah, and then part three, everything with Robin and CP9 in his love. It is just so fucking good. Yeah, and then post, yeah, and then and then post in his lobby, the one that you know that's on this tier list is, yeah, it's wrapping everything up. Also officially, Frankie joining the crew in the most Frankie way possible with our awesome bare ass shot of the (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the only time um, we had an up close of an ass shot. Like we see Luffy's ass sometime Uh, in in Amazon Lily, I think. Right, Amazon Lily, but um. But in post East lobby, we had a close up on Frankie's ass when he's think, running trying to I catch his speed up. I mean, there might have been like a fan service part where like a butt crack is showing or besides something. besides the but, girls, obviously, because that, that's what I was thinking like the butt cracks or something like that. Because I don't remember any fan service part like that. But regardless, the either. best fan service, the best fan service, Frankie's ass up close. Exactly. Oh, the best part of the entire fucking Water Seven saga. The best part. Cock and ball torture. Cock and ball torture. Yeah, I mean, you didn't expect that one, did you? (laughs) I didn't. No, that's not what I was going to say at all. But it's hard to say much more than we've already said. And I think, man, throughout these three uh, arcs, we probably have eight episodes of content Mm. discussing them, and they really are just top tier. It's peak Odin. I'm going to be honest, too, look, thinking back, I think besides the Arlong Park episode, I think those eight episodes are like some of my favorite we've done in OP is OP. Yeah. Because it is just pure fun and passion with these arcs, with the exception being the only like kink in the armor with this entire saga is the, I think, the Nami fight in Eni's lobby just not being S tier, just not living up. Because I remember mm-hmm. Bubble Girl not really being all that great either the awkwardness of like them trying to show off like Sanji's chivalry being like respected at the same time i'm just like that's a weakness you shouldn't be appreciating right. that it, it felt awkward um and again like how all the other fights they felt fluid and great because like other fights would interrupt would interrupt one another right so like um, yeah the battlefield felt really alive in, in his lobby yeah domino effect where the fighters would change part way Nami's was like the only one where Nami, I think, didn't assist someone else. She had, um, well, that's not yeah, true. She, she kind Sanji. of assisted Sanji, but not. not yeah, really. and then she was straight up gonna get defeated, and then Hulk Chopper comes in his introduction to Hulk form, and that was fantastic. And then that yeah. changed the scenery a bit. You get what I'm saying, right? Where it didn't feel balanced out in that Monster Point Chopper like, was so dope in that art. <laughs> Just sends Kumadori flying. Loved it. <laughs> Uh, according to the chat, him, man. yeah. According to Trafalgar in the chat, um, the Khalifa, Khalifa—that's the bubble girl name. Khalifa versus Nami was recently redrawn by uh, Boichi, and it was pretty not great. <laughs> so I guess no matter how many times people try to inter- reinterpret that fight, it's just still not the best. I will say the conclusion to that fight was great. We saw Thunder Tempo utilized, right, where it's just a lightning yeah. bolt straight through the person, and I'm just like, you know what? That was great. That was fine. But like I that said, that was like just... the first and last time Nami used most of those. Oh, speaking right. since we're on the since we're, yeah, I think she's used Thunder Tempo in Wano. Has she used I think Mirage she used again. Tempo again since then? Oh, Mirage Tempo. Um, no, and she should because that's a fucking great ass ability. I don't know why. It, it looks kind of it was kind of broken the way it appeared in Andy's lobby. Yeah, it was really drawn, but the utilization is completely there. 
Um, I'm going to say a very controversial opinion as well. I think one of Nami's worst outfits is an Ines lobby. I do not like that cut open top and skirt combo. I, I don't like it. It's just too uh, too much. Too uh, open. Yeah, it's not especially, one of my favorites. Like looks for Nami. Es- especially compared to Water 7. Water 7, it's her best looks. She's yeah. got Union Jack, God Save the Queen's Dress for like two chapters. Like two Fucking One My Heart, page one. And then when I read the manga, I didn't like her second look as not, not nearly as much because I thought it was like black and white, like the black top with oh, the yeah, white the blue, tie. the blue tie. But yeah, and then I watched the uh, yeah. episode of episode of Mary on my own time, and I saw it was dark blue with light blue. I'm like, okay, wait, that looks a lot better. Now. <laughs> that looks a lot better. I thought it was black, and I'm just like, eh, fit Nami all that well, not that look anyway. But then blue, like, okay, that looks a lot better. Um. Yeah, I'm the I'm the Nami fanboy, and I'm saying that look in the lobby, not the best, not the best. But everyone else, everything else, the Robin backstory probably still being the most tragic backstory of the one of the One Piece pilots, probably arguably, of how she was forced to be isolated and on the run for 20 years of her life because her entire family, her entire friends were massacred by the Buster Call. Yeah, setting up that great fucking reason to she why she has the gnarliest backstory by a lot right absolutely and then not to mention Who's after that brooke probably said uh brooks on a personal note especially yeah um oh gosh I'm trying, now we're now we're thinking of like which <laughs> that's which another that's had, another episode yeah, okay which speaking okay, of brooke, wait, wait okay wait wait we, wait, no, we oh. have it the transition thriller marks next <laughs> okay 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 next time right, i was gonna say we're talking about tragic backstories. I'm like, we can't forget Sanji, but I guess we'll get to that. Speaking of, yeah, right? Brooke's backstory, Thriller Mark, that's where we get it. Brooke's backstory. Exactly. That is Thriller awesome. Bar. That is a great... I really like the tie-in to, like, uh, Traverse Mountain and bring it back to Laboon. That was... It was cool. It was really cool to see that come back. That was fantastic, yes. Everything with Brooke in that arc is S-tier. I think Brooke, it was a fantastic introduction. I completely So agree. casual. So casual, right? Where he's, it's like, He's such hey, an MVP of this arc, even being working behind the scenes most of the time, just kind of popping in, doing his thing, like, and then, you know, piecing out for a couple chapters and reappearing later. He's just, yeah, he's awesome. I loved him. He just aesthetically, right? He's just there standing at attention, drinking his tea or whatever, or with some, I forgot what he had. And then Luffy just goes, Hey, you're cool. How do you poop? (laughs) (laughs) And then the next question is, Hey, you want to join the Straw Hats? I'd love to. Let's get it. But, and then there's the asterisk of, hey, I can't. Here's the plot to Thriller Bark. And then, unfortunately, this is where we get the mixed results, if not even bad parts of the arc. Because, again, everything with Brooke, whenever he's on the page at the panel, it's S tier. What a ride. I love it. There are elements of parts as well of the arc where it's Halloween, Scooby-Doo. It's great. The art design is different. The black outlines are darker. Everything's emphasized. Then you have the two splits, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have Nami, Usopp, Chopper, and they act like the Scooby-Doo gang, right? The Mystery Inc., where they get freaked out and scared by the zombies. And then you have the Luffy's half, where the <laughs> yeah. zombies appear, and then Luffy's like, nah, you ain't having this I shit. I really like that, the dichotomy of having, you know, having the strong straw hats run it back, like, after and seeing how they handled it. I, I really like yeah. that part of the Yeah, because Usopp, Chopper, Nami, they're like, screaming they're hiding they're running and then luffy shows up with a fucking butterfly net going i'm gonna get me a zombie as a pit 
cannot do that. And thank and you. Then to, uh, we can't forget and, yeah, the Absalom there, in Psalm yes, 85. Yeah. Chat just pointed out. Yep. That's it's a real absolutely great. low point for Sanji. But man, Sanji and the Absalom thing, holy shit, that brought that fucking thing down, man. It, it, it is rock bottom. It is absolutely rock bottom. Like, it was, I know even before this point, I was hard on Sanji, where I'm like, I get the yeah. thing. I'm not a huge fan of the trope. Uh, I was hoping more of what we saw in Verite, but we're getting less and less as we go on. We we saw all we saw that in Water Seven, right, where he had that awesome chef fight against the other guy on the train, <laughs> where he actually used his hands. Um, oh, he used knives. Yeah. Close. Yeah, and then Thriller Bark happens, and then I guess it was supposed to be like a comedy part, but it kind of just hurts the character rather than be a funny part. Where it's like Sanji reveals a secret about himself, where it's like I always wanted the invisibility fruit so I can be a peeping Tom, and I'm like, that's not something you just. Reveal out loud. Not to mention and that, that entire would be time, the one joke that he runs back later, right? That he does bring that back. Yeah, I think that was back at Wano, Wano. Believe, because yeah, that was in Act Two, I believe that was brought yeah, up and as I, of the still in the steam room. Reveal. Yeah, I'm just like, man, this, some things you could just forget as a writer. Like again, I think I mentioned this in our Act Two episode where I'm like, oh, this consistent. He remembers these little things. I'm just like, yeah. in this case though. I wouldn't have minded if you but just would have preferred you watered it that. down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least I saw you show a little bit of regret. But I also just the other part too where like we mentioned how like all the straw hats like played to their strengths, right? You had like the, the scared half and then you had the strong half. But then you had like characters like uh, Nami who are just literally the damsel in distress that were just sidelined. Yeah. They're unconscious for this half This was also hour. a low point for Nami. Yeah, but that's not even her fault though. Like Sanji's lowest point because it is his fault as a character yeah uh nami it unfortunately was just forced in these situations that were just incredibly uncomfortable like you remember like the shower scene the right shower where she's straight up yeah and literally that's sexually straight assaulting up her. yes literally sexually assaulting her and that scene when i first saw it i was thinking oh it's going to be a, a reference to psycho right where maybe yeah. you're going to see like a knife flowing in the air right where it's going to be someone trying to murder her but instead it's the tiger, guy, the lion guy, Absalom licking her, I think, and then painting her, going, you're going to be my wife. And I'm just like, this is fucking gross. It's, yeah, it's really, really bad. Gross. Like, So you have a mixture of, uh, yeah, we're getting really, we're reiterating our steps. We haven't even mentioned uh, Moria, <laughs> the main villain <laughs> of the arc, who's also like a very strange character to mention, because he's like, he's a warlord of the sea, but he's like the worst one. Like, he's the least, he's at least the least entertaining. Right, he's supposed to be like the jokester Halloween guy, but he's also this like the least threatening. Even though he's uh, his giant guy, the what's the guy's name? The the guy who got Luffy shadow. Oh, Oris. Oris. He was a better villain than Moria, even though he was just yeah. you know a puppet. And that um, fight, that fight is phenomenal. That was great. You had all the Straw Hats joined together, taking him down, and then. The bullshit that was just Moria just getting kind of stronger and stronger. It kind of what happened. It kind of happens later on with Dressrosa, where Doflamingo kind of reveals, "Oh, by the way, I can I can also myself. repair my I organs. Can, <laughs> yeah, I can repair my organs and also still do the birdcage at the same time." Dude, I, I'm not gonna lie. To like there was a point in Dressrosa where I, I actually believed Dofi was gonna pull out like a red string of fate. <laughs> like I really thought it was coming. He pulled out so much bullshit in that arc. 
Or just pulls out like that string from like the Disney movie Hercules, where he just gets a string out and goes, "If I cut the <laughs> string, you're dead." Right. <laughs> I, I got the I got the string straight through. I got the string in your life, right? Your life. <laughs> Yeah, and then exactly. the slime goo just gets the big pair of scissors. Just, I'm gonna cut it. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll go back to okay, we'll get back to yeah. That's how we feel. So it, it has some, yeah, so some throw really up. high highs, is what I would say. It does, and some because I also pretty mid, not too bad of lows, honestly, for me, except for Sonic. That is that is just awful. I really hate that so much. It's making me want to put this lower. Yeah, that's like yeah, because I I think of Sanji and Absalom, and I think of Moria being underwhelming compared to all the other warlords. And how, yeah, like we mentioned, how bullshit, how his escalation of powers were revealed. Because I remember they were taking him down, right? And then suddenly, with a one turn of a page, he takes down Robin, right? Yeah. And it's just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? He can do that now suddenly? Okay, yeah. oh, sure. Yeah, his powers are so vague, vague and unexplained the whole time. I still don't know yeah. what he can and can't do, really. Yeah, and it sucks because I still like the idea, right, of controlling with shadows. Because, again, it reminds me of just Chikamaru from Naruto. But on a much larger scale, where it's yeah. like I can cut your shadows like a like a uh, like a Disney villain would, and I can make it like a puppet, and it can have your personalities and portrayals. Not to mention, it was also yeah, oh, it, the Zoro fight was a, also really good, like a Disney Zoro fight. Your pan feel, huh? Yeah, it does exactly. Um, so God, it's like such a mishmash of <laughs> all these. Highs and we got Brooke and the Laboon backstory, Brooke right? Is way, great. way uh, up here. Robin and Frankie section here. when they're like taking on the castle is pretty great. That's like solid A. Yep, that's a solid A. Then the you fight have with Ors is hat. awesome. Or Ors, I would say he's a B tier, right? He's awesome. He's not complex, but he's awesome. He's yeah. goofy. He's, he's, you know, he's a big giant dummy, but he gets the job right? done. Nami sidelined C tier, right? Where it's like eh. yeah. Well, at least she was she was she was funny in the first part, right? She was great and funny in the first part. B, and then you have Sanji, Absalom, and probably even Moria D tier. So, I want to say low B for now, maybe for the bar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because so far, C feels easy. too low, right? Yeah. C feels too low because it's letting... there's, there's too much good stuff in Thriller Bar. It is, but man, those bad parts are so <laughs> bad. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. When I think of Sanji, oh. I'm like, I really want to drag it down. I'm just not yeah. holding the box. But, uh, yeah, and chat brings it up again. Uh, the the guy that, uh, Ryuma, the guy that Zoro fought, awesome design. Yeah. Zombie samurai. And then Zoro gets a sword as well, which also gets a callback again to Wano again. So, which is also a callback to... Romance Dawn? I, I think one of that the, might one have of been the first mention of Kaido Monsters. as well, right? In Thriller Bark? Was it Kaido? I think it was. I think it was. No, no, wait. Was the first mention of Kaido? Oh, I know it was the first time Boa was mentioned. Boa Hancock. I know that, that was the first time she was mentioned. I don't, maybe it was in Marine um, Horde that we find out that Kaido uh, like killed Moria's crew. I don't remember if it was here or not. Possibly. Yeah. Um... Oh yeah, I actually missed this one. Actually, I've been listening to some women who have been reading through the OP for the first time, and they love Sanji until this arc. I'm like, yeah, uh, I, makes sense. Just that's what happens, man. Yeah, just, that hurts. That that per, the the pervert trope can be can be funny if done tastefully. Again, can Verite. it can it still be funny? Or are well, we as like a, a society pat? Wait, what? I, no, at Barate when Sanji was clearly a womanizer, right? He was. It was funny though because he was just being, you know, he was always like showing off in front of guys who were clearly, you know, dating women or kind of thing. But uh -huh. he'd be like, 
yo, I have this fine wine selection just for you, madame. Right? He was winning their hearts just by being a great chef, a great that, waiter. That wasn't necessarily, I'd say, being a pervert. That's actually true. I'm thinking womanizer. I'm thinking, like, a player, suave. He was I'm more, thinking... yeah, suaver in that intro. That's true. Yeah, so let me rephrase what I'm saying. The pervert trope sucks. I wish Sanji was what we saw at Barate, which was the suave womanizer. Yeah, I, I need more Mr. Prince and less, like, hard eyes. I still love the idea that he would be, like, a very suave um, guy who is, like, really smooth, talks to the ladies. But as soon as someone shows interest back to him, he cracks apart. He has no idea what to do. <laughs> like, I haven't gotten that past this part. <laughs> like, Johnny Bravo with a twist, right? The old cartoon Johnny Bravo where right. he always goes, oh, mama. And he just floats with everybody. But as soon as anyone floats back with him, he goes, uh. <laughs> he just doesn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that would have been so, kind of endearing as well, right? Yeah, but, but hey, still love Sanji's Sanji. going through a lot. Yeah, Sanji's going through a lot of possible development, potential development. Yeah. So we'll see what Oda has in store for probably, arguably, the most complex straw hat of the crew. Uh, we got okay. So we're at a uh, low B on Thriller Bar, and we're now yes. going into Shabondi. And who? Shabondi. The young cat. That yeah, sorry, is, that is a great <laughs> arc. My God, man, this is a great arc. I is this an example? Okay, so Shibodi was seven. How long was Shibodi? Was it like twenty chapters? Uh, twenty ish. I'm mean, one twenty six, but I'm not sure. Is Shibodi the most loaded short arc in quotes in One Piece? Because it's twenty chapters. Long. But we get introduced so much to like oh, how it's despicable, insane. yeah, how despicable and disgusting the the dragons are, right? The celestial, yeah, the celestial dragons. dragons. We get more information about the fishmen and how their situation how, is. Yeah, and how they're used by the celestial dragons to do their trafficking shit. And so it, when they get in trouble, they get the blame, right? Because oh, they're fishmen, right? Oh, they're they're always doing those bad, evil things. Just arrest them, right? Right. And then how the world government just goes along with it and how they have a, what do they call it? They literally uh, had a name for their department where they raffled the people, right? Or the mermaid. It was oh, like, was, uh, it? was it the immigration office? What do they call it? Or like I human resources recall. department? It was so disgusting. Yeah. I'm just like, this, like, I was thinking like, Oda, this is getting too close to the real world. You're getting too good at this. <laughs> and that's why it's so fucking great. And there was a line I remember that kid said uh, when we introduced the Super Rookies, right? Where he's just like, yeah, this is just how the world is. And then he just walks away during the um, the raffles, the auctions. And I'm just like, man, that could actually explain why a lot of these pirates are pirates. Because they're just like, yeah, I just don't want to be a part of the system. So I'm just going to rebel. Yeah, honestly, like pirates in One Piece are, a lot of them are shown to be rough around the edges. And some of them are just straight up despicable. But then there's quite a few of them that are like the Straw Hats, and I would assume kind of on the fence about it, at least right now. Shanks' crew and other crews like that, where it's there just comes a point where you can't agree to be silent, you know, or just allow, like, live under that. Like, exactly. Where you're like, you know what, like, F these and, guys, F that, like, I'm out. I'm gonna go do my yeah, thing. Yeah, and Chibodi was definitely, like, the introduction to, like, yeah, this is how corrupt the world government can really be. Because earlier with Eni's Lobby, Water 7, we saw the buster call, right? Where the world government is not above genocide. They will straight up wipe out an entire culture if they think sensitive information can't get out. And then you see the other horrible end where it's like, 
yeah, we're just going to straight up just legalize slavery unofficially because, hey, our elites, they want to have places. Yeah. Like, it's illegal, they're... but not for them. Just Yeah, just because they, they got the money. They're giving us money and funding. So we just let it slide. Also, hey, they're not capturing the people. They just happen to be going to an auction that's within the human resource department. Like, it is just like so yeah. fucked on all levels. And we're just talking about like the political side, the cultural side of this arc, where it's like we're not even mentioning the super rookies being introduced, right? Oh man, kid, the supernovas. Trafalgar Law, uh, Bonnie, um, uh, Hawkins, not a Drake, supernova, but Rayleigh introduced. Rayleigh, uh, Cammy as well. We get uh, Return of Hachi. Hachi, Hachi again. We get <laughs> not Bob Marley, <laughs> <laughs> a Popug, yeah, or Papagoo, yeah. Yeah, with his fucking uh, shirt store. Oh wait, no, that's the Fishman Island. He doesn't have a shirt store yet. But um, but he has the hat. I'm, um, I'm totally gonna get one of those criminal T-shirts. <laughs> so definitely, you have to wear the Bob Marley hat to go with it. You have to. <laughs> Gotta make it my complete set, man. Gotta make it look like a starfish. Yeah, honestly, uh, this arc is. I think it's an S tier, not quite Water Seven, but a low S tier for me. I think this arc is great front to back, especially how it comes to the conclusion, which is so surprising and it's devastating. I was surprised. That final chapter of Shibodi. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, like just watching Worse. the Straw Hats get so completely and like utterly defeated and Luffy's despair and, and having having no idea what happened to any of his crew. That hit like mm -hmm. so hard. I can't imagine if the author Oda decided to just go on hiatus, like Hunter Hunter style, just for <laughs> after years that, yeah. after that chapter, and just be like, you know what, I'm out of ideas right now. Just gonna kick back for a bit. And I was just like, crazy. so are they dead? That would <laughs> have been okay? terrible. Uh, oh, and man. the worst part the, too imagine is, the theories like two I months into that hiatus. I, w I wasn't sure if it was you or someone else, but someone also mentioned how each of the Straw Hats went away was a callback to, like, their emotional lows. Like, when Nami was calling help again to Luffy before she got slapped away. Um, when Brooke was just, like, going yo-ho-ho, -ho, like, just laughing. Like, trying to, like, be positive in the, in the right. brink of despair. That wasn't me, and I'm just like, interesting. Yeah, I think that was actually from our Discord, maybe. I remember hearing that from someone on Twitter, maybe. And I'm just like, that's actually a really good point out. Again, yeah, like, I think I'm with you with, like, I think I'm with you on the low S tier where it's like it is a setup for the Marine Ford storyline coming forward, but it's like this is as good it's as still as so you can good on get. its own. This is as good as you can get. Oh, the very beginning, the parody with the Sanji wanted poster. They met the pirate oh. that actually had the face, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I forgot. You with ruined my life. Oh man, and that was such me. a fun time. I'm so glad and I was caught you... up for that. And then you showed me the clip from the dub anime with Brooke just laughing his <laughs> ass off. Just... I love that. That's that's easily one of my favorite Brooke moments. Probably How my favorite, like top so... one. I love that uh, so much. Oh, uh, yeah, Shibodi. It has to be. It's low F for me. I think, okay, yeah, I think I'm going to say low S here. I think giving it an A is too low. Um, yeah, it's everything just, it it's does. Too good. Too good. Oh, the best part. The, it's the best Luffy punt. The entire series. It is. It is the best. Honestly, fuck Charlos more than anyone in the series. I oh, just any celestial dragon in, in general. And he's not even. Yeah, he's Charlos. like he's just representative of what they are like. He's probably yeah, not even the worst. I think he just represents all like the most like like the just most the most infuriating. 
yeah, the most, the smallest, annoying, infuriating traits. Where again, like he's a spoiled brat, right? He just kills people on the spot because they just question him. But he's not like straight up like ordering the trafficking, right? But he is participating in it, and he's right. willingly loving it all. Yeah, I hate him so but, much. But man, because he shot Hachan. Is it Hachan? Yeah, Hachi. 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 Thank you. Hachin is the, um, the nickname that came. In. Right. Okay. Yeah. And when Hachi gets shot, and then he's begging Luffy, like, "Don't get a part of this, man. Like, I know what it's like. <laughs> I love that. Please so much. don't do this." As the and reader going, going through those pages of him going, "No, don't do it," and you're just like, "Ah, oh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do Not, it." I love the that. anime. Also, the anime did that scene a lot of justice Phenomenal too. Where he's just he's there. just going through. He's doing that slow march, and you're just going like, "Oh, I'm going in." <laughs> yeah, no way. It's dope. Oh, and then we get our introduction to Kuma, right? His potential power yeah. and how he's just well. That's not our introduction to Kuma. Away. Man, I can't believe we went through Thriller Bark without saying the nothing happened thing. That's also there. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> Kuma. Nothing. Yeah, right again. Just Thriller Bark. Thriller Bark. Just... The highs are the highs are the highest. some of the highest in that that whole first like saga. The whole please first half. I please tell me we did say that in the Thriller Bark episode where we're going. It has we the did. highest highs but the lowest lows at the same time. Oh, I don't I know if we said that. Probably. Think, looking back on it, though, we really can. Um, yeah, so I think low S for now. We might move it to A, maybe, as we go further maybe. into the arcs. Maybe. It, but I'm, 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 I'm thinking low S for now. I'm thinking low S for now for Shibodi. Okay, yeah, and I'm with that for sure. Coming up next, mm-hmm. we have an interest. We got Romance Dawn. The original, all. the origin. I'm going to just say it outright. I'm going to say low B. I'm going to say straight up, it's seven chapters. Great introduction. It's a tone setter. Yeah. You have Luffy as a character. Um, Just very carefree. He wants to be the Pirate King. You see how he is up surface. He doesn't hide what he's feeling. He has this magnetic kind of aura to bring out the best in people, even though they might want to shut him out, whether it's, whether it's uh, like a cowardly Kobe or a pirate hunter Zoro, and yeah. yet he still manages to get with them. Um, not to mention that iconic, wonderful double panel of Zoro blocking all the blows at the same time when he gets yeah. all three swords. And then the looping go, stretch kick oh. over Zoro. is uh, great. Yeah, they cover each other's backs, and it's like tag team combo. Those, those panels are great. That. All, just the action in general, including in the very first chapter with uh, like, yeah. the, like Ben right. Beckman fighting the, the bandits was phenomenal mm. that was great there's a lot of really cool stuff in those first seven chapters and it does kind of just get to the heart of one piece and really show us what it's about but it's still just uh it's just warming up so i, I agree with like mm. low b listen i don't remember the name of that mountain bandit whatsoever i don't care about his name however i will always remember the panel where his henchman his goon pointed a gun at shanks and just went like oh you're trash you're nothing shanks goes you want to play pirate huh and then the goon just dude. gets shot right in the head. Chapter yeah, he's one. Like, what did you say? Like, dude. I said you're not supposed to use that to threaten people. Yeah, and it's just and eat, a guy is just eating That's his meat yeah, on bro. a bone, but he just shoots him right in the head. I'm just yeah, like, lucky no, this is a pirate story. <laughs> no, it's it's so like weird how hyped they can be for having. That's literally the only thing they've really done in the whole story. So far, action wise, yeah. besides appearing, you know, in like, yeah, in on. Marine Fort. Although, from what I've ser- what I've seen or heard in some teasers, probably for the next One Piece movie, we might be seeing that Shanks crew again. So, yeah, we might be seeing those guys. I, I almost guarantee they're just going to show up at the end, but 
we'll see. Or or in a flashback. Here, here's right? the thing. Here's the thing. If yeah. they do appear, it's got to be in a weird way because there's absolutely no way they can have Shanks meet Luffy in the movie before it happens in the manga. That's that's, that's why I'm saying it's gonna be a fl- it's gonna be a flashback because remember the uh I think the antagonist of the movie is gonna have a direct connection with Shanks, so it might be a flashback. So, oh, that, that's a good workaround. Just like a, an extended flashback. Possibly. Um, <laughs> I do have a lot of memes of popular opium moments where he replaces a straw hat. I'm thinking of what exactly? Of replacing the, you know what he's talking about? The memes of the oh, straw hat being replaced? I, mm, I'm interested. Turn in the Discord if you can, Trafalgar. Um, oh, and I was going to say, in chapter one, we also get a possible tease and like one of the first hints of right of like, did Oda really plan this from the beginning where, you know, Shanks is staring down the sea monster, right? The Neptunian or like just the, the fish right? of like conquer, uh, uh, Supreme. I, I, I'm of the opinion that that was planned. Possibly. Right. Where it's like, like a higher tier level power, like teased up like that. I could put, put yeah. all the way in chapter one. My God. I'm still reminded, too, because I'm thinking back to chapter one, of how the rework of Luffy, because I think Oda had two different prologues, right? Before this one, we read them on our one of our specials. It was Romance Dawn and something else, I think, where uh, yeah, Luffy has a character. Sorry, say again? Whichever the story was with Yuma. I want to say one thing. Yeah, yeah the no. two one-shots. Both of them had uh, not Nami. They bo- both of them had, like, two <laughs> yeah. different variations of her. But the main difference I remember taking away from is Luffy personality wise is kind of similar, except for the glaring fact that he doesn't have his ideology of I want to be ambitious and be the Pirate King. Instead, he's just like, eh, I'm just I want to sail. I want to have a fight and adventure like that's kind of boring. I'm sorry. That's kind of boring. Yeah. Where you could nail it if you're like the Dragon Ball writer and make Goku a very fun character. Um, But in Luffy's case, that would not have worked. The ambitious character that we get now fits so much better so i'm so glad for that rework (laughs) thank god we got the current luffy so yeah i'm thinking low b or romance dawn i agree which leads us to amazon lily b for booba (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) yeah probably like probably uh, it's good lower than romance dawn even it's good but I I enjoyed Amazon Lily more than the first couple arcs because the backstory with Boa and her sisters was actually really interesting because it connected with the Celestial Dragons, right? That we just got the previous arc with Shibodi. And the interest with how Luffy was just able to handle the situation where, you know, he's aware of like, hey, you're not allowed to show those marks on your back kind of thing. So I'm going to do my best to try and be discreet about it. And how he was actually like, you know, it's like one of those things, again, where it's like he's good at showing the maturity of his intellect when it can or his stubbornness. And at very surprising moments, but that moment really did count. Not to mention, again, just the, the comedy in it, right? Just the Amazons yeah. just freaking out going, what the hell is this thing? Oh, my God, it's a man. <laughs> it's so rubbery. <laughs> and the, the and family then, jewels. The, see, that kind of non-perverted, perverted joke, like the, yeah, it's a perverted joke for the reader. Not the character yeah, doing it is funny. That was funny. It's it, it's innocent sexual content, to be honest. Because <laughs> you're just like, yeah, my family jewels and all the girls just on their bellies. Just going, like, Let me see. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> can uh, I see? no? No, that's not how it works. 
Um, not to mention yeah, as well like where. Lower than oh, what am I? One of my other favorite scenes where, again, where it's after the big fight in the arena and Luffy is introduced to the private chambers of Boa Hancock and he goes in, <laughs> there's no food in and here. there's the, and there she is, yeah. the most beautiful woman in the world, in all of war, all, all the One Piece world, like, topless, right? Thought, thought there was pizza and Luffy. Yeah, and Luffy, <laughs> you guys Luffy said there goes, was pizza. <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing the um. Shoot, he's doing the meme from a Pulp Fiction where he's just like looking around. Going, <laughs> oh yeah, the John Travolta. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. And oh, you know, if Sanji was there, Sanji would just leave the crew at that point, screw loyalty, and just be like, "Goofy, yeah, I think so. I can't respect a man who would just like, act like that to a naked boa." Yeah. Before we get the tragic backstory, but still, like that setup was fucking hilarious. Um, I will say though, despite how great that arc was, unfortunately, ever since then, I feel like Boa was kind of one noted after that to just be she's the character that has the huge crush on Luffy that rivals yeah. even Hinata from Naruto, where it's like I get it because she doesn't understand love and the the joke, but if that's the only thing she has, it's stops being funny, right? It's like Sanji with this perversion, right? Where it's just like you keep doing it over and over again. Even if it's even if it is funny the first couple of times, it gets old, right? And you're just like, you need new content, you need new content. Yeah. Even in the Stampede movie where we see Boa, more than half of her lines are like, Luffy, Luffy where's Luffy? Luffy? Where's Luffy? Luffy? Yeah. You hurt Luffy, how dare you? And it's like, yeah, she, she is getting Boa? a she little, she's getting a little like like Amy Rose, if you will. Yeah, which that's actually a good. Can be annoying, good it. especially when she has the potential in her backstory built in to, to be such a, a more complex and interesting character. So I would like to see yeah. that leaned into more like it was in Amazon Lily. Yeah, because I did like, because to me, the funny part was the fact that Bo was just so narcissistic where she goes, you I am literally so beautiful. I could do whatever the hell I want because people will just forgive me because I can just show them a little bit of skin and they just turn to stone. Yeah, I'm, I'm just that pretty. And I thought that was kind of funny. But then it just kind of turned into like a default just, oh, I love Luffy so much. I'm just like, eh. So hopefully when we see Boa again in the future, which hopefully should be soon in the manga, hopefully, um, yeah, I really we'll definitely see what, where that old at. side of her again. Yeah. Just go back to that old space mentally, because again, when we first got Boa, she was actually a badass. Like, I really loved it. Um, I was expecting a big, burly Amazon woman just be like, strength is beauty, right? That was like one of the lines we saw in Amazon movie, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm expecting like the bulkiest strongest person that makes Korra from from Legend of Korra look weak <laughs> by comparison and then what we get is like Bowen I'm just going damn yeah okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm impressed <laughs> okay Bowen I'll see you all right um I think Amazon Lily I was I want to say low B as well we can yeah. probably move it to a high C later but I'm thinking low B for now yeah I'm okay with that for now we're, we might get a lot. I think B's might be the most common category, most common tier. We don't have any A's yet, do we? Well, we have one. We have Skype. Yeah. Skype. Yeah. And yeah. we got right. Impel Down next. Really? Right after? Uh, we had, we had, honestly, it's Impel Down and Marine Ford and Post War on next. Oh, wow. Okay. So much for randomized shit. I know. Right? Um, <laughs> um, so Impel Down, man, what a fucking adventure that one was. It, it's the Return random, of Buggy. They're, they're all pretty close to each other. Except for a few outliers, like Foxy and Drum Island. Those were really out there. Oh, yeah. 
All right, so impel down. I love the idea of a prison break. The most guarded area, the most horrible prison in the world government. Buggies there. Great comeback. Mr. Zero is there, too. We got that is such crocodile. a comeback. Buggy instantly goes from being a kind of nothing character that had appeared, what, at this point, like six to seven hundred chapters ago, maybe five hundred or mm-hmm. so, to, to being Buggy as we know him now. And that is just it's insane. Peak Buggy. Not to mention, we get the return of Crocodile, right? One of my favorite villains, back from Arabasta. Introduction and to Jimbei. Introduction Jimbe, to Jimbei, who, even at the, uh, even looking back at it now, I'm still going, I spelled Jimbei Jimbe with there. a B-A-E at the end, for the record. B-A-E. Jimbei. <laughs> God, I'm so happy with Jimbei. I'm so happy. Anyway. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway. So, Jimbei's introduction. We get the return to one of the best unofficial Straw Hats, Von Clay. He returns as well. And another great (laughs) send-off. Another great send-off. He is not dead, by the way. But but he lived in the the unkillable Von Clay. Yeah, the pre-chapters confirmed. He's back alive, and he's... um, Still out here doing it. He's back at the secret deck, the secret level between uh, levels. Mm -hmm. Where he's the new leader, the new head. Um, oh, we also get introduced to um, the Revolutionary Army officer, the one that looked yeah, like the, Eva, uh, Eva, the Capcom character. Ivankov. Ivankov, yeah, Eva. And in his who had the, <laughs> who had the uh, who has the line that apparently they know a dark secret about Crocodile that led to all the theories that Crocodile is actually Luffy's mother, and I'm just like, I don't know what that connection part is, but <laughs> yeah. but I still love the idea, regardless of. Eva knowing a dark secret about Crocodile to make even him shut up, and I'm just like... I really hope we get the answer to that in one piece. I I hope that's not one of those things that goes unaddressed. It's like on the level of, like, what's... It's like the level of, like, what's in the basement in Attack on Titan. It's like, I gotta know Crocodile's secret. I have to know. Like, it might not be as important as the basement in Attack on Titan, but for me personally, it is. (laughs) I have to know (laughs) that secret. Even if it's just as small as... Hey, I know you want to be that macho man ego you got there, but I just I have to know if Crocomom has any fooled. viability, you know? Yeah, something like that. Um also I just loved Eva. Eva as a character was just fascinating. Same. Um I I'm mixed about the villains. I wasn't too sure about was the there officer. I, I guess. They were more um, like the, they were kind of tertiary, if that's well, the right term the, they were kind of the in the main, background not really like direct antagonists to me at least well well kind of because remember the main warden poisoned luffy and then we had a whole like five yeah. ten chapters dedicated to them trying to get luffy to recover and then they threw in that line that was like oh he's gonna have a shorter time span which i don't know is gonna come back at the end of one piece where it's like oh it, history repeats itself the next yeah. pirate king will also die in two years or something like that because of a disease which I hope they don't do because, again, I don't, I, I'm not a huge fan of that trope where, you know, yeah. literally the same things happen over and over again. I'm not a huge fan of it personally. I don't expect but, that necessarily. Like, Luffy might die at the end, whether it be through a flash forward or, you know, something of the sort. But I don't think it's going to be like yeah. a rent, rent repeat, you know? Yeah, like, where, like, as soon as he becomes Pirate King and it's like, oh, you're only going to be alive for one year because of what happened to Impel Down. I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like I wouldn't want... I would. I don't want Luffy to live a long life because he's an adventurous pirate. I want him to like if he does pass away and they show it or whatever for a reason. 
it'll be because he had some silly stupid accident because he wanted to jump somewhere and he just fell into the ocean on accident yeah. <laughs> but he was like but he was like in his like 60s so it's like yeah. he did what he loved doing <laughs> so yeah and also just the prison riots in general were just fun to do um and it's just such oh, an unusual team formed there just so fun yeah oh I, yeah I, I then mr three's there too Honestly, i have to admit mr three was there too yeah mr three hey um, mvp of marine ford yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't deny it yeah i just i just hate how he looks aesthetically i really hate how he looks that yeah kind of has grizzled, a punch me face the grizzled old drunk art teacher in high school with the stupid ass <laughs> three for her hair it's and i'm just like with also like one of the most disgusting panels where he shows off he has cl- uh, the clay power the, the black wax. powers and it, and it looks like the look scene like from and it looks like the scene from the end of Evangelion sorry the beginning of the movie of yeah. called the end of Evangelion where you're just like stop doing your Shinji impersonation Mister Three please I don't want to see that please yeah, stop doing that it's I wonder how it looks in the anime <laughs> actually never mind don't send me that clip um, <laughs> sending that clip on Twitter no. <laughs> please. Please don't. <laughs> uh, at Jacob Miranda, all lowercase J-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-T-A. Um, I want to say Impel Down's a, a low A. I had That's a lot I'm of thinking, fun with yeah. it. It was a race against time to try and get to Ace, and unfortunately, you know, trying to get to him. And the conclusion, right, to so the arc where they break it out, but then you just see Ace being escorted to yeah. the gallows, right? And you're just like, what the hell is going to happen next? Uh, do we want to raise this question now of Marine Ford is higher than water or not? <laughs> On a personal way. level, for me, no. I want to say it's right below it. I want to say because Water Seven to me was almost perfect. Yeah. Like the nitpick was the Nami fight, like I mentioned, and the outfit, and that's like that's yeah. a super nitpick. Like on its own, Marine Ford is it's hype, but it does also it relies on what builds up to it a lot. But it's easy. Yeah, it's still but... an S tier. Right, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, we're literally comparing S tiers here, yeah. so it sounds like I'm talking down on it, and it's like, no, this is possibly the second best arc in One Piece. So I'm considering, and I think we, are you are, are we going to include post marine uh, post marine Ford with it as well? Because I would uh, say, yeah, it would be. I'm, I'm just going to send it there. Yeah, it's it's part of the same thing. Yeah, because a part of reason why as well, post marine, uh, sorry, that Marine Ford is so awesome is what happens after and then luffy has his lowest point and he's just letting the rage fuel him and then you get motherfucking jimbei before he's even a straw hat reminding him what's important in life you are going through pain and suffering but surely you have others right and that's and really that what made me panel. like love start to love jimbei yeah where he's like yeah he's a strong motherfucking warlord but he's also like oh you have a heart okay you're not crocodile you're not moria you are unique. I yeah, look forward to seeing wise, more. Is what we start to see there. Man, I can't wait. Uh, I hope Oda has more plans for uh, Jimbei at this point, you know, where he's <laughs> talking down, he's talking with Luffy like he's an equal and he's melting him down. Man, that's a potential. It's almost like he could be a a straw hat, maybe. Oh my god. Anyway, um, and that being said, Marine 4 is action-packed. Like, we all know this. And even that's in awesome. manga format, it is unforgettable because for being I took a bunch of characters we've talks. never seen before and really don't care that much about, it's amazing how invested I can get in Marine. Yeah, and I'm talking about like the paneling too, because this was like the only arc I think where like it seems like every single page was double panel. It's action <laughs> shots everywhere. 
here's an entire portion of a crew fighting Marines, right? Here's ships boarding each other. Here's a big action set going on. Here's here's Buggy being uh, parried from his Buggy Ball by Mihawk. Here's Boa kicking the living shit out of one of the admirals because she's buying time for Luffy. And it's like all these double, wonderful double spread panels. Yeah, it's awesome. And not to mention motherfucking Whitebeard. He's in one arc in this entire series, and people <sighs> still remember Whitebeard as an OG, as a motherfucking goat. And that's not even in his he's, prime. He's in for like, that, what's it, like 20-something chapters, 30 chapters? And he got stabbed by his own family, and he's just like, son, I forgive you. Now tell me who told you to do this so I can punish him, and we Best can heal our family. Ever. Best fucking dad in an arc infamous for bad dad. Is there is and there even like, like a contender for a better dad in One Piece? Uh, Shanks. If you ask uh, me, I don't know, bro. He's looking uh <laughs> as of the <laughs> new movie trailer. <laughs> I don't know. Shanks is looking kind of sussy. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, now that we know that he is a dad, he's looking a little yassoppy. You know what I mean? Oh man! Oh man! Poor Usopp, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't think hey, it's a question. Just, I think it's easily Whitebeard. And just for that one arc, too. Would maybe I guess here look has a a plea. Uh, no, I was gonna say, would Jimbei count? How old is Jimbei? <laughs> How old is he's, Jimbei? He's, he's, 40s, he's like in his fifties, forties, right? 50s. He could be a father figure. Nah, no, that's not true. Jimbei treats him like equals. He treats him like he treats him like honorable crew member. Yeah. So that would he wouldn't be a father. At times, though, he would be like when he's talking to Luffy, right? He, he strikes me as a, as a grandpa, uncle. You know, like maybe like a like a great uncle. Man, that'd be an awesome great uncle. <laughs> Man, um, not to mention with all the admirals in play, right? We're seeing the the conclusion. I got not to mention my balls were exposed in our episode <laughs> because I was saying. I can't imagine Oda killing off Ace because Shonen is infamous for never killing off characters. And One Piece is also infamous for not killing off characters. Yeah. But the time it mattered most, Oda pulled it off and he is like, yeah, I need to kill off a couple of characters in this arc. And he killed off two big ones, Ace and Whitebeard. And there's others too, but those are like the two big ones. I remember off the top of my head. And holy shit, that has an impact. Because even now, especially in Wano, we're still feeling the impacts of Whitebeard, Ace, especially Ace, right? And the connections that he had with Luffy and those Luffy meets along the way. And all came down to that backstory, right? With Ace meeting uh, Luffy as well as her introduction to Sabo, right? Right. In the flashback. Wait, did we get the full introduction to Sabo here? Or was that uh, Fishman Island? No. That's, was that's it post Marine Forward? Yeah, it's post War. Right, right, yeah. Because post Marine Forward was like, I think 17, 15 chapters, but most of it was a flashback, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So that was Sabo then. Was post-Marine Ford. Marine Ford itself was the tease to Sabo because of the three cups. And right. then post-Marine Ford, we saw Sabo. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, I remember. So Marine Ford is just, it's a feat. It's, it's a feat so of much. art. It's awesome. It's hype. It's, and it's just as a culmination of the entire first half. It's such a good tipping point for mm -hmm. everything to, to culminate there and yeah and, and it hits you with a really big surprise as well it's just yeah well what were the what were the final words of ace was it thank you for loving thank me you for loving because me. he was yeah because it was reminiscent of like how he never felt loved this whole time because he was abandoned by his father right 
gold watch. Yeah, and it was just, it's really, that was beautiful, the sentiment of him finally realizing that he did, in fact, deserve to live, or he had a reason for living at the end there. So I'm glad he found mm. peace, you know, that was like, really, that kind of made it hurt more, but it was great. Absolutely, it was a definitely tragic end, and then, again, we see Luffy break, right, for the first time. I, I'm pretty sure this is Luffy's lowest point. I don't think we've ever seen Luffy this distraught, this angry, this empty, right? Where he had genuine anger. Not like revenge, where it's like, oh, you're an evil pirate. Fuck you, I'm gonna punch you now. It's like, I've lost everything, and now I need to take out my anger on something, because I feel like my soul is leaving. And then Jinbei yeah. was able to keep it for him. So, basically what I'm saying is, Jinbei is Jinbei, as you said, and he's the savior of One Piece. So, if <laughs> Luffy becomes Pirate King, it's because of Jinbei. Yeah, it's also because of Nami. It's also because of yeah. Frankie, I said Jinbei definitely has, has put his like his name on the list mm-hmm. of you know like, like the and shout this outs. Was, and this was way before Luffy goes. Yeah, you're gonna join my crew, right? This is way before, and Jinbei's already making waves, right? Excuse the pun. Where he's making waves of just nice. like, yeah, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a big character in this. Oh, I mean, another pun. Oh, that was a good song. Sorry, move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's A tier for sure. All right, that's Marine Ford, sorry, S tier. And then, mm-hmm. okay, so we got a Return to Shibodi. Return to Shibodi, our introduction to the glow ups, where we get <laughs> we get introduction to Zolo uh, and all the other <laughs> fake straw hats. Yeah, and the crew. Um, which are pretty damn funny. We get introductions to the glow ups, and then we get our departure to Fishman Island. And I, the only fight I really remember is essentially just them, like Zoro and Sanji, both wrecking the passive dest- Yeah, they destroyed the, uh, the 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 robot, the cyborg, the robot, in one shot, and then Luffy showing off his conqueror's hockey, how he's perfected, how yeah, he's just trained. All right, this hockey. There's a really cool it, moment when he dodges the bullet too. Yep, the, it really reminded me of Return of the Jedi with Luke Skywalker yeah. showing up to the palace, right, where he's just like, it's "I'm totally a badass fucking Jedi flex. master now." Yeah, I'm just, I'm showing off my powers now. <laughs> um, and it's still a great thing in any Shonen arc where you're looking at a time skip and you see the character's new looks for the first time. It's always incredibly memorable for some reason. It's like, the, like yeah. it's like just a really huge, iconic moment where it's like, and now introducing this yeah, guy. Yeah, I'll never forget the panel of Zoro coming up on a split ship, <laughs> you know, yep. when we first see him. He had some characters, unfortunately, like Sanji, who are just like, what changed about you? Oh, the goatee. Right, right, right. And then you had Zoro where it's like, he's got the scar, he's got the look, he's got the strength. The and it's like, man, man, Oda, are you playing favorites here? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Like, Oda, uh, like, I know you you fucked up with Sanji back at Thriller Bark, but uh, do you really dislike him? Because you just gave him the go- goatee and that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool, um, but it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun. It's okay. It's for fun. What it does. It's really short. It doesn't it's do much though. It doesn't even try to do much. It just it yeah, is what it, it is. It's just kind of there. Yeah, to be honest. Here, yeah, here's a fun fan service scene where you know Nami gives Usopp a motorboat. Awesome. And here's uh, another scene where the Straw Hats show up again. Here's Frankie with his new fucking arms. Yeah, Robin looking excellent. Like Usopp looking fucking awesome. Right. Um. Chopper looking still chopperish. The antlers are a little different. But he's got new forms, and a new hat. Luffy, of course, which I, I still think is weird. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. Um, I want to say it's a C. 
it's inoffensive. It's not bad, but it's also incredibly short. And hey, your characters look good, but it's also just like, you know, that's fine. Where's the meat? It's it's the next arc. That would be where the meat. The next. That That's actually next. Yeah, okay, these aren't randomized. These are in order now. <laughs> these have to be in order. Some of them are. What? They're like actually, but some of them are not. I wonder if whoever was on the browser using will move them, or only a few of them. Anyway, whatever. Um, so Fishman Island. Fishman Island. Uh, so I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards high A. I want to give this arc an S. This arc, I I kind of do too. Because but it's really good in portraying real world. and the themes that it portrays, right? It's a really it's a themes arc, and that's just unavoidable. And because Absolutely. of that, like the it's little, it feels different in One Piece itself, even like you know from other arcs, like behind it, in front of it. It just mm-hmm. it it is just different. I'm just gonna be real. It's like the most yeah heavy themes writing he's done so far in an arc, mm-hmm. but it, it it's really good. You know, it's different yeah, but, than a One Piece arc, but it's really good still. Yeah, if you recall our part one of Fishman Island, it sounds like we're going to praise this arc as the next best arc in One Piece because Oda's coming back from a, uh, you know, a time skip, right? And it, right away, it's a tone setter where it's like, second half, I'm going to get real shit. I teased you with Return of Shibodi. Oh, sorry, I returned you. I, I teased you with Shibodi, right? Where I introduced the politics of the world and how real i'm gonna get with some of these topics they're gonna get heavy they're gonna get dark and i'm gonna keep going fishman island introduces uh classism racism right oppression you have systematic issues going on in place it's like oh is doing his fucking research he is doing good shit and then the ending with hody happens and it feels like he dropped the ball so hard when it was like Perfect, perfect. You got the queen. Perfect. You got uh, Fisher Tiger. Perfect. You're doing all these backstories. The introduction to Koala, right? That ends up being an officer for the Revolutionary Army because of her experiences with Fisher Tiger and the crew. And it's like, oh shit! Look at all these introductions. Look at all this stuff's going on, and how desperate the Fishmen are just wanting to get on an equal level. And then you have the final nail in the coffin of like, so what's the main cause with the systemic issues, right? And I mentioned it in part two as well, where it's like the best what-if solution would have been Hody pointing the hypo- the, to the hypocrisy of the Fishman nobles, where it's like, you're emulating the, the Celestial Dragons. You're in your own bubble in a castle above the rest of us. You're leaving the rest of us in the shadows, in the slums, not paying attention to us, but you're paying us lip service, right? You're going, oh, but we have to vote. We have to do these great things and everything will be cured. And it's like, it's a little harder than yeah, that. Yeah, man. Get out of your bubble and talk to us. It's so but nuanced, no, right? It it's like happen. just Fishman Island itself as a locale and everything is so nuanced. There's even like, as you're talking about now, like the oppression within and then the Fishman district itself, which is also being segregated from, you know, other fishmen. By their own people. Poorer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a great, it's layered. It's thoughtful. It's, it's great. I do love Fishman Island. Yeah. I, I won't put it lower than A for sure, but I could say lowest. I, I'm just saying, if he nailed that last part, this would have been better than Water Seven. I was, I will straight up and say it because Water Seven yeah, also had the same advantages that Water close. Seven had, where we get to Fishman Island, right? Where it's like, I love this location. Everything just looks so great, like tourist friendly, right? Like Water Seven, right? You yeah. feel like you can smell it when you're reading the panels, right? Totally. You feel like you can smell the seawater, the meat, the markets, yeah, that, the that water noises. Yep. Oh my god, <laughs> the water, water meat. I still want to taste like. Be on a stick, but peppered with extra salt thrown in there. Juicy. 
with juiciness. Yeah. Sorry, we're getting a food. Sorry. <laughs> um, but and the Fishman Island where you have like this culture, right? Where it's like again, like you have the people like being oppressed and down in the slums, but you see they're still thriving. They're still trying to survive, right? They still got their, yeah, you know, it's they're, they're trying to survive. You got the, the you got this the shirt store, right? You got uh not Bob Marley throwing a store. You get Hachi and Cami in there, um, and then you see, hey, Sanji's incredibly happy. He thought he found the all blue. Well, if you said he did, but we know he didn't. Uh, he's just surrounded by oh, all these. And of course, heaven, we get the right? uh, the introduction of fan favorite Caribou. Caribou, Caribou, Caribou. Yeah, right. Not Che Guevara <laughs> from the pre chapters with the imagery. <laughs> totally, not but helpful. man. That the scent into Fishman Island was also really good. It was like I think three, four chapters. It was really short, but still yeah, the the fun. fish life you see how it got darker and darker, and then suddenly you just bright sunshine of hope, and here's Fishman's kingdom, uh, Fishman Island. But yeah, I think <laughs> the, okay. the the scene where he's hiding in the barrel on the the Thousand and Sunny, the right? He just goes, head, "I'm gonna get out there, and I'm gonna break out, and I'm gonna get them, and show them what's up," and then. The panel by panel shot of Frankie just yeah. going down the steps and just like looking at him, just like, "You fucking serious?" <laughs> yeah, that's like that's such great the comedic like paneling. Uh, is it sad to say Caribou was probably the best villain in that arc because Hody Jones wasn't, no. and I sure as hell know it wasn't. Um, uh, God, probably the probably the, one of the worst villains. Vanderdecken with yeah, the best his name. ship name. Yeah, he had the he has the classic the flying, flying Dutchman ship. Yeah, what a waste, honestly. What I, a I'm sad. fucking waste, dude. God, it is such a fucking waste. They gave him the Flying Dutchman. Like, Just give it. How cool would it have been later on for there to be a ship that's eating a devil fruit? Like it gives it wings, <laughs> and that's the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> 